There's been accusations. You cheated on me. No, I didn't. False pregnancies. You think I'm crazy? What is going on, guys? This is Grapples to Apples, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to Christmas trees. Do you prefer a real one or a fake one? Have we done this before? I don't know. Or just a conversation that we've had privately? I don't know. Either way, I've never had a real one because my mom's allergic. To pine? Yeah. Huh. So it's always been plastico, plastico. Mmm. Okay, yeah. Plus, I, they're easy to pack away for next year. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, we got a real treat today, actually. Bug bugging. Yeah, and there's pine needles. Everywhere. Oh, everywhere. <laughs> Absolutely everywhere. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about Christmas trees. We're not here to talk about Christmas yet. Uh, yep. Because I know you're going to want to do that. Yeah, yeah, you know it. We're here to talk about TLC. And where can you hear us talk about TLC? On SoundCloud.com slash Grapples Apples. That's Grapples, the number two, two. apples. Remember, not on that SoundCloud, but on that Apple Podcasts, or that Google Play Music. doesn't matter where you're listening, as long as you are listening. As usual, I am one of the very attractive hosts. <laughs> the very sensual. Very, very toy. Mr. Sunglasses at Night himself, your boy, Shades, joined by... Why'd you say that with, a, like, Shades? As if you're unsure of who you are. Because uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> sure who I am. Joined by my hetero life mate, as usual... Ill will the thrill of the poetarian, the Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be, that's why I be, because baby, that's who I is. Mr. Thrill. Yes, sir. We just wrapped up WWE's TLC Tables, Ladders, and Cans of Dog Food 2019. <laughs> that's a good one, it's the last pay-per-view of the decade. Of the decade. Dun, dun, dun. Decade, 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 decade. Got a lot to get into. Not a lot of time to do it. So let's ring that bell. Bleep, bleep, bleep. So, we start the kickoff show with only one match. And it's Humberto Carrillo and Andrade in a rematch from Monday Night Raw. On Raw, Zelina tried to interfere. Andrade hit her by accident. He got rolled up. And then they had a... There was a bit of a disagreement between Andrade and Zelina. This week... Not so much as a kerfuffle. Not a kerfuffle. It was a disagreement. Okay. We got a kerfuffle later. Um, This match, as can be expected, you know, these two are going to kill it whenever they're in the ring together. Especially when they're given 12 minutes. Uh, The same spot pretty much happens where Zelina jumps up to interfere. Humberto ducks. Andrade stops himself this time so he doesn't hit her. Uh, Umberto tries to roll him up, does not work, but then a couple minutes later, you know, move, 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 moonsault, one, two, three, and Umberto gets the win. Andrade and Zelina, a bloody, battered, and bruised Andrade, and Zelina still argue, he still blames her, and um, he walks away. Now, this time, there wasn't much of an argument, as much of it was, he blamed her and then stormed off, and she was begging him to come back so they can talk about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Either way, I don't like the idea of splitting these two up. Her coming in is what saved Andrade in NXT. Because when he was in NXT, before her, he was the party guy. Yeah. 
he was a playboy. He was just, you know, he used to wear the fedora, and, like, his whole gimmick was, like, he was too busy clubbing on the weekends to care about NXT, and, like, it wasn't getting over. He was losing matches left and right. And then she came in as his business associate, hmm. made things, like, you know, uh, made him focus on competing. Next thing you know, he's NXT champion. Mm-hmm. He gets called up, and now he's, like, you know, who he is. So the idea of Zelina and him breaking up, I hate. Hate, 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 hate. But, you know, WWE, they don't care. Uh, two things. Yeah. One, them breaking uh, Zelina and Andrade up, he has a super thick heavy, yeah. thick accent. Yeah. It, you're going to get a lot of what chants. Yep. You're going to get a lot of people making fun of him. Yep. It's going to kill his character. Yep. Before it even gets off the ground. Agreed. The whole party boy, playboy thing doesn't care about wrestling. He, he wants to party all the time. Isn't that similar to Naito's character? Where he doesn't... Not not the party, per se. But, but the lack of care. The, the, yeah, the lack of caring about wrestling. Being apathetic. Yes. How come it works in Japan, but they couldn't do it right in WWE? Because that could be a good character. Because the motives are different. Naito... He's apathetic because he was doing everything that he could to succeed, and then the fans chose the lesser belt over his match. When it was the Wrestle Kingdom where they, the fans got to decide the main event, was going to be the IC title match or the IWGP? And he was facing for the IWGP, and they voted for the IC to be the main event. But that was Styles versus Nakamura, wasn't it? Yeah. Right, but that was what created that character. He was like, I'm working so hard and you guys don't appreciate me, so why do I care? And it worked because, like, the from what I understand, the teenage demographic in Japan at that time was similarly very apathetic to just about anything. Yeah. So he related to them on that level, and it was a character who was motivated by the fans. It was motivated by what was going on. There's just a guy who doesn't care because he'd rather party. Mm. That's not relatable to anybody other than people who party who are not watching this anyway. <laughs> I was like, people who are partying aren't watching wrestling anyway. That's what I'm saying. So, it's a gimmick that was going to fall flat no matter what. The The motive for the, the apathy has to be there. has to make sense for the fans to, for it to work. And also the way you go about it. You know, they, they come from the same cloth, basically, essentially... And they both do the laying down thing, but... They're both stable mates. Right, that's like I'm saying. They're both from the same stable, just one Mexico and one Japan. Mm-hmm. But the way Naito does it is just very... It's different. Organic? Yeah, yeah. And when Andrade was doing it in the States, it was not. And they try... Because he's the one who invented Tranquilo. So Andrade brought that character to the States, but they're like, oh, it can't just be that. So they gave him the party boy gimmick. As part of it, mm-hmm. doesn't work. Mm. But that's you know WWE putting their hands in things that they don't need to put their hands in. <laughs> uh, I said something. I'll don't tell you. Yeah. Don't okay. 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 <laughs> Moving on. Well, when was this match announced? Which one? The pre-show match. I only call wind of it when I turn the TV on at mm. six o'clock. So we, we, we start the night zero zero. Yes. Goose eggs. All the way around. And going through the card, 
we didn't get a U.S. title match. Negative. We didn't get an IC title match. Negative. We had no WWE title match. Correct. We had no SmackDown Women's title match. Also correct. You're talking about four belts that weren't defended. This is true. Two of them are your mid-card belts. One is your main event belt. And half, a quarter of your women's mat, uh, titles. I mean, but that's the risk you run when you put the your top belt on Brock. And then, you know, I don't know. Shinsuke, Ray. What's Shinsuke doing right now? Nothing. Oh, Shinsuke was supposed to have the match against Braun Strowman, but Braun's not healthy yet. Uh, okay. We said that on Friday, that Braun's still hurt. But they could have uh, improvised, had something. You know what, though? I almost would prefer keeping the match off the card and giving that time to one of these extras. Because if you add another match to this card, you take away from Alistair and Buddy. Or you take away from the New Day and the Revival. Or you take time away from... That's pretty much it. Yeah, that's it. Because I'm okay with taking time off from Corbin and Rain and Lashley and Rusev. So let's, let's keep moving down this card. Yeah. We have the New Day defending their SmackDown tag team titles against the Revival in a ladder match. Yes. And... We went into this. Why have this match? We know the revival isn't going to win. I mean, like matches like this are frustrating because you know you're going to put on a good match, but you also know it's pointless because mm-hmm. you know who's going to win. Mm-hmm. It's like, is it worth going through the process if you know the end result is going to make you unhappy? We we've always stated before. It's like sometimes we would know the end result, but. It's about the journey getting there. Right. Like if they put on a good match, okay. If they can at least get me to believe that I'm wrong, then I can be on board. And we, we've stated this actually and, and we talked about earlier, this. Uh, two weeks ago or right. last week, where it was like fantasy booking the, um, the Repo Man versus Kenny Omega. Exactly. It's like we know Kenny's going to win, but. If at some point I believe that Repo Man can actually win the match, that's called a well booked match. Exactly. And so, unfortunately, I never got that from this. Mm. Even the last, last spot where you had Kofi and... I always forget which one is which. Dash Wilder is the guy with the hair. Scott Dawson is the bold one. I think it was Wilder. It was Kofi and Wilder were at the top of the ladder battling. And then Wilder falls and gets put through a ladder. Mm -hmm. And then Kofi's by himself at the top. And I'm like... Even as soon as I saw it was Kofi and Wild at the top of the ladder, I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter where this is going. Kofi's winning. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, stuff like that's frustrating to me. But it was, you know, you can put these two together in a ladder match for 19 minutes. You're not going to be bored. I'll put it that way. I mean, the New Day can put on a good match. Yeah, of course. The Revival, we know, can put on a good match. 100%. You add ladders. You add chairs. You add tables. You add some stakes. You add spots. You're going to get a good match. Yeah. Same thing we said with the Usos and... Uh, mm-hmm. Who was it? The the orange guy and the one with the missing teeth. Cesaro and uh, Sheamus. The orange guy and the guy with the missing... The Swift Cyborg. You get that match over and over and over again. Because they can put on good matches, yeah. but... I mean, after a while, we get tired of it. Mm-hmm. And at that time, they were the only tag teams on SmackDown. Yeah. Just like now, where the New Day and the Revival are the only two believable tag teams on SmackDown. We're just yep. like, Heavy Machine really ain't getting a title run. The B team's not getting the title run. 
The B team, they lost their valor a long time ago. Heavy long time ago. Heavy machinery, you're not, they're not believable. No one them seriously. They're a comedy act. So, right now you only have two tag teams on SmackDown as, as long as Robert Roode is still suspended. suspended. So, New Day wins, and we're both on the board 1-0. Next up was what you and I were waiting for. Of all the matches on the card, we were excited for this one. Out of all the matches on the card, this is the only match we were excited for. Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy. And I love these two. Because mm-hmm. right off the bat, so Buddy Murphy comes out first. And immediately goes into the uh, cross-leg seated position in the middle of the ring. Mm-hmm. Which, it's Alistair's thing. Yeah. But Buddy also does sometimes. So when Alistair Black comes in, he goes right in his face also in the cross-leg position. So now they're sitting standing in front of each other, yeah. In the cross leg position. I'm just like, oh, we're just going to do this already? We're just going off the bat? All right, cool. Match starts, and we get that, like, indie sequence where they're going, like, tit for tat, cover for cover, you know, flipping in, bridging out, like, the whole nine yards where they end up with both of them doing a kip-up and looking at each other. I'm just like, I love these two. It's insane. They start going strike for strike because, of course, these two do. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the, the whole match to me was just... More, please. More, but better. It wasn't. It wasn't like amazing, but yes, please and thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, and they gave them thirteen and a half minutes, almost fourteen minutes rather. Um, I was I was happy, and and like we said, so I figured, okay, Alistair Black has to win this match, right? Yeah. But there was a couple times where Buddy Murphy looked like he was gonna win. Alistair Black was taking a lot of heat. Uh, Buddy Murphy was putting in all the offense possible, and then. Alex caught him with a black mask out of nowhere. Boom. One, two, three. I'm like, yes. And that's why the black mask works as his finisher, because you can literally hit it out of anywhere. Mm-hmm. Any position. Yep. Uh, I, so I, does this mean that <clears throat> Alistair Black... I mean, there, were, there were talks about Alistair versus AJ for the U.S. title, Ooh. and now that AJ dropped the belt to Ray. You're going to get Alistair versus Ray for the U.S. title. You're going to get Buddy Murphy versus Ray. I mean, how, how do you get more of these guys on TV? That would have been you know? so good. Oh, Alistair versus AJ? AJ, yes. Oof. Sign me up for that. Oof. That, would, that, that could have been... That, that could have been a, mm-hmm. a banger banger of a match. Because AJ can strike strong style, and he can, he's, you know still does all flippy stuff. But now his game is more technical based, mm-hmm. and Alistair is very much technical and striking. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Say, like, Alistair was a—is it Muay Thai? Was he Muay Thai? A, Muay Thai. I was like, he was either kickboxing or Muay Thai. That he was like a practitioner of. Well, they said kickboxing on the on on the broadcast, but I could have sworn it was Muay Thai. But they said kickboxing, so either way. Mm. So. Black wins. Black wins, yes, 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 yes. Now, mm. just a question of where do we go from here for either one of these two guys? Because I don't want them to disappear. And I'm happy that at least the commentators also said, oh, you know, Buddy Murphy took Roman Reigns to the limit. I was like, good, acknowledge that. You know, Alistair Black is undefeated. Good, acknowledge that. But now what do you do with these guys? He also took Daniel Bryan to the limit. Uh, Buddy Murphy. Yes, but WWE. Roman Reigns is their, their golden goose. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Exactly. So yeah, so that that was. I'm excited to see where this goes. Well, it'll probably go nowhere. Mm. So, like I said, Black wins. Mm-hmm. We're both two zero. 
Looking looking good right now. Looking good, looking good. If we get to the next match, the Viking Raiders, Eric and Ivar, or Rowan and Hold on. Hanson and Rowe. Hanson and Rowe. Rowan is the uh, other guy. Yeah. Bold head, beard, but not Yeah, he's the the, the giant redwood. The big redwood. I thought it was giant. Was it big? I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> Eric and Ivar, uh, with their open challenge for the Raw Tag Team titles. And who answers but the OC? The one, the original, the club. I don't know if they're the, the, the only club that matters. Yeah. The OC. It's like a, like a commercial yeah. for a bad medication. <laughs> the one, the original... The OC. <laughs> it's kind of reminiscent to a Roman's old thing. I'm not a good guy. I'm not a bad guy. I'm just the guy. No. Yeah. So Slightly reminiscent. So the OC and the Viking Raiders. Eight and a half minute match. That goes to a count out. Now. A double count out. A double count out. Now, one would would ask, I'd ask, why do you have the Viking Raiders issue an open challenge to the OC, who they've beaten before, and have them fight to a double countout? Because they don't know what they're doing over there at WWE. Is this a is this a, a a matter of too many tag teams on Raw? Where you have the Street Profits, you have the OC, you have the Viking Raiders, you have AOP now. The problem is they they don't long-term book. So for four weeks in a row, they're fighting every tag team in the division, and then comes around the pay-per-view and they go open challenge. You just beat everybody week after week. Yeah. You literally just went one team after the other every week. Who are you fighting now? So they just go, all right, who could we have a good match with? Uh, OC, makes sense, go. Hmm. That's the problem when you don't long-term book. That's the problem when you don't long-term book. When you don't plan ahead, when you don't think about these things, and you just, you know, fly by the seat of your pants, because Vince doesn't care about the tag division, because he doesn't care about tag team wrestling, this is what you get. This is what you get. I mean, I would have much rather have AOP take on the Viking Raiders. And can't. Why not? Because they, they're just starting their thing with Seth. Okay. And... You can't have them doing something separate. I, I mean, I can't take AOP seriously right now. Let them do something that's that's crazy and, and and newsworthy and have them squash it. The Viking Raiders. This kind of setup would have been good for a debut or a return. And they had nothing. That's why you asked on Friday uh, if Jeff's exactly. healthy. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. You have an open challenge, everyone's waiting, everyone's waiting, and then the music hits for whoever it is. A new signee or a new call-up or a return from injury, whatever the case is. You could have had, I don't know, but you could have had Undisputed Era come up. No, not at some, that, that TLC. No, 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 not come up. Like just, oh, the one-off? Yeah, just a one-off. Oh, okay, that's fine. Um, you have them lose? But remember, they're third brand now, so do you really want that? They can lose and, and it still be safe. There's no other tag teams that I can think of that be like, okay, they have a chance of winning. Like, 
I would say put the Forgotten Sons in there. And I was like, they, we know they're going to lose, you know? So I don't understand why they don't see what, what we see in the Forgotten Sons. Because the only guy in that stable that's believable is Jackson, Jackson Riker. Riker. You have, um, what the hell's his name? He was teamed up with Buddy, Buddy Murphy. Murphy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, something Blake, I think? Blake, uh, I was going to say Shelton Blake, and I was like, no, that's the guy from The Voice. Wesley Blake. Wesley Blake, I think that's his name. I, I don't know. Blake Wesley, something like that. And then the other guy, who's, we don't even know his name. I have no idea. And it's like, you could you could do something major. Sort of, I don't know if you're... Yeah, you're, Wesley Blake, man. I don't know where that came from, I pulled that out. Uh, uh, that was a rabbit out of the hat. <laughs> it really was. My my thing is, you could have had a aces and eights type situation with the Forgotten Sons. Where Steve they, Cutler, by the way, is the third guy. Steve who? Cutler. Jay Cutler's brother. Stop it. No? Brandon Cutler's brother. Oh, no. That's even worse. <laughs> At least Jay Cutler's a, you know. Poor Brandon Cutler. Former quarterback. You could have, like, an, I, I don't know if you remember or you were actually watching wrestling at the time for the Aces and Eights storyline with TNA. I, I know of Aces and Eights. I wasn't watching, but I've, I've done some backtracking. And you don't have to have 30 members like right. they had, but have them, have them be a gang, you know, yeah. beating people up, you know. And they have the look to pull it off. Yeah. I mean, Jackson Riker is a believable, like... Monster. Yeah. Like, I, I, I wouldn't want to face the guy. I don't know. So you have both teams fight to a double count out, but that's not where their uh, their story ends. Now, I'm curious. We're talking about Forgotten Sons. I, I know we're way off topic now. Is it possible that they don't want to go that route because they don't want to... So, like, you had Aces and Eights, right? Mm-hmm. Impact Wrestling currently has... The stable with Sammy Callahan, Madman Fulton, and uh, the little dude's name who was the exception champion. Uh, shoot. Um, Austin something? It's it's, it's Austin. No. Was yeah. It, it's something Christ, maybe? I don't remember. But anyway, they have a similar aesthetic. Is it possible that they're, they don't want to pull the trigger on Forgotten Sons because they don't want to be compared? They they had sanity com- um, copy the abyss uh, stable with a uh, was it uh, yeah but that wasn't happening currently. What do you mean? Abyss and his people that was, that's that's not happening at the moment. No, but sanity copied them like outright. But what I'm saying is that the 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 Sammy Callahan and Jake Christ and these guys it's, it's a current thing. It's happening right now. So is it maybe that they don't want to pull the trigger on Forgotten Sons because they don't want that comparison? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm throwing that out there. I don't know. I mean... Because we're talking about, like, Jackson Riker, and all of a sudden I'm like, huh, reminds me a little bit of Madman Fulton. In the sense that he's, like, the one big guy on that team. Yeah, but he's not the leader. Well, neither's Madman. No, I'm saying Madman's not the leader. Oh, oh, oh. oh Sam yeah, Callahan's yeah. the leader. Right, right, right. Jackson Riker's the leader of the Forgotten Sons. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's the that's the difference. I don't know. Whatever. I, don't know. I like we both like Forgotten Sons. We just want to see something happen with them. Which is weird because the, uh, the Forgotten Sons is a team that we shouldn't like. I know. 
I know. There's something about them. I, I see potential in them. No. Let's let's move on. We let's talk, move on. We'll talk about this during the week, please. So the first of the TLC matches of the evening. King Corbin faced Roman Reigns in a match that has been led up by dog food guys in dog mascot costumes and tie-in trons with chihuahuas. Excuse me. Bless you. Sorry about that. So the match starts simple enough, one-on-one. And then uh, Dolph Ziggler comes out of nowhere. Super kicks Roman Reigns. And then Roman Reigns starts to get the advantage again. And here comes the revival. And here comes security guards. And at some point, it's like 12-on-1. And I'm sitting here going, if Roman Reigns wins this match... They're going to fall back into the problem that they had the first time. People are going to boo him. Nobody wants to see the Superman crap. He cannot win this match this way. Unless someone's going to come out and bail him out. So that's what the fans are waiting for. You start hearing Uso chants. You start hearing chants for whoever. Just like, you're trying to find some tag team or somebody to come out and help. Nothing. And so lo and behold... After a zigzag and a shatter machine and a end of days onto a chair, Roman Reigns gets pinned one, two, three by King Corbin. <clears throat> I think that's the right move. I think that's the right booking. <clears throat> we'll just see what happens now. I mean, especially with what happens later, I don't know what this means. And we called that that Corbin needs to win this. More than Roman. Roman's already his established babyface mm-hmm. mm-hmm. role. Corbin needs to that dominant heel role, and not even dominant like that conniving, like yeah, yeah, win by any means, yeah, yeah, type heel role. And this is him winning by those methods. So for me, the right man won. Mm-hmm. Where do you go from here, though? Well. The questions are going to be even more paramount after the way the show went off the air. And we'll get to that. And we'll get to that. In, in, in a few. Yeah. But as as the, the the scoring goes so far, we're 3 on one Or 3-1. Three, three yeah, because we both picked the Viking Raiders to win, right? Yeah, but it was a tie. That doesn't matter. So we lost technically. Fine. So, but that's why I said 3 on one Yeah, yeah, yeah. 3 on one we get a point for it. Okay. It's overtime. Overtime. So. Moving on to the non-universal title match. Bray Wyatt, not The Fiend, taking on The Miz in a, a, a regular singles match. In the shortest match of the entire pay-per-view, actually. Buh. Okay. So, I'm glad that someone over at WWE is listening to our podcast. Hello. Because The Miz comes out, and then the Firefly Funhouse music hits. And it doesn't get needle scratched and then turn into the heel hurt. No. It just stays. And it plays on repeat. And who comes out? Mr. Rogers, Bray Wyatt. And I was like, 
I said they should do this. Yay. And he comes out all jolly, has a belt around his waist, and he's like, look, guys, look. And he's, he's like, pointing at the belt. He's all, like, giddy, going down the ramp with the, the universal title around his waist. <clears throat> and the match starts. And it's, like, standard. The Miz is getting in a lot of heat at first. He gets in a, a, a skull-crushing finale pretty early. But, and what I liked about it is that he didn't pop up. Bray did not, like, The Fiend were, like... No-selling it. He didn't no-sell it entirely. But he did a roll around a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, fine. You don't have to sell it like you would, but you also didn't no-sell it. Mm-hmm. So I'm with it. Little by little, he starts to get more aggressive. He takes off his Mr. Rogers sweater. Now he's in, like, his tank top. He gets more aggressive, ends up beating The Miz with the, uh... uh Sister Abigail. Yes. I was just calling it Allison Chains. I'm like, that's not right. That's <laughs> that's a band. Not even close. <laughs> so after he beats the Miz, he goes to get that oversized mallet to to hit him with, and then Daniel Bryan comes out for the save. Well, a a hooded, small hooded man comes out and hits him with the Green, Green Arrow came out. It's essentially. He removes the hood and, oh my god, it's Daniel Bryan! I'm like, yeah, of course it was Daniel Bryan. Who else would it be? <laughs> my god, it's Ali! What is he doing out here? Like, of course. So yeah, a, a buzz-shaven uh, Daniel Bryan fends off the, the Fiend. What I think is funny is as soon as Daniel Bryan comes out, the Miz is just gone. Okay, bye! In fact... I, didn't, I was like looking for him walking away or like on the floor. I, didn't, I swear I don't know what they did with him, but he disappeared. Uh, but yeah, that's how we went off. The, that segment was The Miz standing... I'm not The Miz. Daniel Bryan standing tall. He's back. And uh, yeah. He, oh, he picked up the, the oversized mallet to hit Bray Wyatt with it. But then The Fiend's, you know, spooky-doo lighting came out. And then he was gone. When are they going to introduce Liv Morgan? And are they going to introduce her as Sister, Sister Abigail? Abigail? It makes sense, but I don't know. I don't know. It's like, you can have... I have to see how they pull it off. I mean, you have Liv Morgan on TV. <laughs> She's doing her tongue out, the blue tongue, whole thing, crop tops and whatnot. Well, when was the last time she was on TV, though? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, Ever since they all, like, Ruby got hurt. Then they all got put on the shelf because Ruby was hurt. Sarah Logan's doing nothing. She was in that, um... She was on Team Raw for Survivor Series, but other than that, it's like, she's Liv, not Liv Morgan's last match was against Charlotte. Oh, yeah, that's right. On a SmackDown. And she was like, she's gonna be taken more seriously, and like, blah, blah, yeah, 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 okay. It was like right after the draft, no? Yep. Well, that not right after. It was draft. after... It was, it, the draft was a while ago, and then, like... Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> But, like, you could have Bray Wyatt basically kidnap her and convert her or brainwash her to think that she's Sister Abigail. Okay, I'm game with that. And somehow, like, I feel like they'll save that for him versus Daniel Bryan, where, like... Well, that's where we're going right now. No, what no, I'm saying is, like, the, the Liv Morgan reveal for, for Daniel Bryan. Mm. And then... You know how WWE loves to put Brie and, and Daniel together. No. And they'll do that. No. No Maz Brie. And then Brie can... Especially con- not Liv Morgan. Brie can concuss Liv again. Oh, God. 
And that, my friend, is long-term booking. <laughs> long-term storylines right oh there. So Bray Wyatt winning mm-hmm. and Corbin winning means we are 4-0-1. Oh, I'm okay with that so far. Uh, we're looking... No. Yeah, we're looking good. We're looking good. Looking spiffy. No, you picked The Miz, actually. Did I? Yeah. I'm dumb. Yeah, you're like, no, The Miz has to win. He's fighting for his oh, family. Yeah, yeah, and I was I like, the... what happened when he fought for his dad and lost I'm to the Shane McMahon, Shane McMahon? You're like, no, he has to win. He has to win. He's fighting for his daughter. I was like, you stupid idiot. Yeah, now where's, where's it going to go now? Nowhere. It's done. Doesn't make any sense. Welcome to WWE. Yeah, see, this is why I can't watch this. Anyway, let's move on to the next nonsensical. See, I'm four zero oh, and one, and you're four, four one, one three one three and one. one and one. Whatever. The profit is back, baby. I'm about to add another L to that too. Because next up we had Bobby Lashley with Lana in his corner versus Rusev in the tables match. Now this match was the stipulation for the divorce because that's how divorces work. I mean, of course, didn't your mom and your dad have a tables match when they oh, divorced yeah. each other? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, my mom was like, I'll divorce you as long as we have a tables match first. Yeah. That's exactly how that happened. Yeah, it didn't take like 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of heartache. Right, yeah. It wasn't a messy 10 years. No, not at all. It was, um, it was a quick three weeks. It was a quick three weeks. Although, according to them, it was been three months. Oh. According to... So, the, oh God. The stupid hype package for this match was done in the style of TMZ. And they're like, this all started three months ago in September when Lana thought it'd be great to smooch on Bobby Lashley. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I hate WWE so much. He's like, and now there's been accusations. You cheated on me. No, I didn't. False pregnancies. You think I'm crazy? And just, I was like, yo, this this makes me hate everything about wrestling. Um <laughs> Sounds like a Grand Theft Auto game. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, so anyway, <laughs> the match was—I don't know—the match was trash. I don't care. <laughs> I saw people like, man, the table didn't even want to be a part of this. Yeah, because the fi- the finish, Rusev is in the ring. He's a, he's lining up Bobby Lashley. And For then what exactly? A spear? I don't know. <laughs> Lana jumps on Rusev's back and is just covering his face. She's doing nothing but covering his face. Butt cheeks all out. Yeah, her little short shorts all out. And she gets off and then Lashley goes for the spear but they both bounce off of the table. So then he quickly grabs uh, Rusev and gives him a belly to back or I'm sorry, a belly to belly overhead onto the table in the other corner. So Lashley wins because, you know, who needs their comeuppance? You know, why, why would a heel get to come up and... Because the moral of the story, folks, is it's okay to cheat on your husband with so, his co-worker. It's okay to cheat on your spouse as long as you have a tables match to exactly. finalize your divorce. Exactly. And you guys can get arrested once each week <laughs> <laughs> and finally use a tables match to finalize your divorce. Exactly. God, this is so... And apparently Vince loves this stuff. It's such good... <laughs> Good. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. And just like that, we're at the main event. Or that 5 0 and 1. I'm okay with. Listen, I'll take the L on that. 3 2 and 1. I'm okay. I said, I said uh, during predictions, nobody wins in this match. 
we all lose. It's very true. And it, it, it held true. Bobby Lashley, Rusev, wet fart, tables match. To the main event, which honestly came as a surprise to me. But like going through the card now, I was just like, this had to be the main event. You know? I would have thought Bray and Miz would have been the main event. I would have thought Roman and Corbin would have been the main event. That's either one. Either one. But seeing as... Oh, during... Uh, there was a backstage segment before the Kabuki Warriors. It was before the, this match, right? Mm-hmm. Where you had the Street Profits in the back. Uh, talking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about... They, they asked, what advice do you have for Lashley now that he has Lana to all to himself? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what, what did... Uh, to get a vasectomy. Get a vasectomy, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't I don't really know their names. Angelo Dawkins and the glasses guy. Which he's stealing my gimmick, by the way. Daniel Dawkins. Montez Ford. There you go. Thank you. Uh, Montez Ford uh, is flabbergasted that Angelo Dawkins said, get a vasectomy. And then we hear uh, her fuffle. Yeah! In the back. And the, the cameraman pans over to just... 20 guys just fighting. You see Baron and Roman. The, well, the first two you can make out because they're front and center. I go, okay, that makes sense. Baron and Corbin. Uh, Baron and Corbin. Baron, <laughs> Baron Corbin and Roman Reigns. And then you have Ziggler. With Big E. With Big E. Mm-hmm. And you can't really make out anybody else after that. No. No, Shorty G and um, oh, yeah, one of the G. Revival members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Dawkins and Ford start starts stomping, on. stomping on one of the, the Revival members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But it was an all-out brawl with a bunch of people that I didn't even... We couldn't make out because the camera... Well, we, we get to make them out later. Some of them, at least. So they, like... That segment ends. We go to the main event. The Kabuki Warriors taking on Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair in a TLC match for the Women's Tag Team Championship. Someone during the kickoff show uh, referred to, or not referred to, but likened Becky and Charlotte to the two-man power trip. And I was like, no, sir. No. No, sir. No. Mm. Where Becky's kind of like Stone Cold mm. right now, and Charlotte's Triple H. H. Yeah. Uh, they have to actually succeed in order for that to be. That's 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 a stretch. Yeah. I I can see where they're going with it, but it, it's a bit of a stretch. Anyway, uh, so this match was kind of all over the place, where you have the Kabuki Warriors getting beaten down, and then doing. What I'd like to refer to is Looney Tunes or Tom and Jerry type shenanigans where they're uh, trapping Charlotte Becky. in no, no trapping Charlotte in the uh, rolling computer chair oh, with a kendo oh, stick yeah, yeah, yeah. and tying Becky Lynch to ladder. a ladder. Now I will say this much: I appreciate that they're trying to be creative. No, I appreciate they're trying to be like, okay, look, we're women in this main event tag team match for whatever reason. Let's do everything. Let's pull out all the stops. So I appreciate that, but so much of this just felt really weird, and awkward. 
Like there's a there's a, a a moment in the match where the Kabuki words are just beating on Charlotte, mm. and Becky's literally just, just laying there, laying she's laying there on the ladder. Yeah, can't get free. Okay, there's in the beginning of the match, and this is where like you take logic out of being a wrestling fan. Yeah, we're just like Oscar. They 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 get rid of Oscar early in the match, and Charlotte and Becky are beating up on Kyrie Sane. Mm. Why not one just hold Kyrie Sane? Asuka's already been disposed of. Becky climbed the ladder, win the match, you guys are done. And that happened three separate times, and only on the fourth time did they actually do that, and it didn't even work. Yeah. Where uh, Asuka told Kyrie, keep an eye on those two, I'm going up. And it even worked, because then they came in with ladders and... Chairs. Give me chairs. Sorry, chairs. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm watching chairs in my head, and I said ladders. I'm, I'm sitting here like... Why not have Kyrie go up and Asuka, you defend, you're you're the bigger of the two. When they had Becky tied to the ladder, that was I said to you, I was like, why not just have Asuka stand over Charlotte and let Kyrie go up? But you know, we're we're talking about wrestling here, so you just uh I, you can't put so much yeah. logic into it because right. if not, you're gonna hurt your brain. That's true. I already have a headache. So the match wasn't that bad. It wasn't a ma- uh, it wasn't a great match. We know that these four women in singles matches can put on barn burners. But I- there was a lot of two-on-one stuff and then mm. one just standing around doing nothing. Mm. What's going on here, you know? They had some nice spots where Charlotte picks up Kyrie Sane or attempts to pick up Kyrie Sane in a powerbomb. And Kyrie Sane's kind of like sandbagging her. She's doing nothing for her. Power bombs her through. They have uh, the table spot where Becky and Charlotte are kind on on two different tables, and they're just throwing Kyrie back and forth. Kyrie back and forth. There's a spot where Oscar's on the table on the outside. Charlotte goes up with the moonsault. Oscar goes up and ends up power bombing her through the table. And it looks like Charlotte hits her head on the mat on the outside. Like she didn't brace for that at all. And she didn't sell it because she just went to go pick it up, like rolling around holding her head. Yeah, she she got hurt. Like I like. Yeah. I like that Charlotte does spots like that. I don't like that she doesn't protect herself. Because we've seen her get powerbomb through a table in this fashion <laughs> at Evolution against Becky Lynch. Uh-huh. I was there. So. And that that these this is the closing moments of the match, but what we what you like and you pointed this out was the the ladder that they tied Becky Lynch to still had the rope on it. Yeah, yeah. And Oscar's beating Becky out out of the ring with the rope, climbs the ladder, or is it the vice versa? Becky was beating Oscar with the rope. Okay, yes. So then Oscar rolls out of the ring. It's actually with the rope still. And then pulls... And Becky yeah. goes up the ladder, which still has the rope attached, and so then Asuka then pulls the rope from outside of the ring and brings the ladder and Becky down. And I was like, oh, that's a good spot. I like that. That it's was super safe, but it, but it's it's creative. Yeah. I was like, it's not as innovative, but it's right. it's, it's creative. It's not, yeah. it's not a spot you often see well, in a match. When was the last time you saw someone do that, you know? If ever. That's what I'm saying. So you have the Kabuki Warriors. Uh, Asuka goes up the ladder, retrieves the belt, they retain. My opinion, they needed to retain. For sure. Um, for my record, 
<laughs> my first L of the night, didn't like it. But you know what? I'm happy because uh, the Kabuki Warriors are the safer team to have the belts. Mm-hmm. Becky and Charlotte, they win. What do you do next? You know, they defend it a couple times. Yeah. Then they lose the belt. Charlotte turns heel again. And then they face at Royal Rumble at WrestleMania. Whack. Now instead, it opens it up for Shayna Baszler to come and beat Becky at WrestleMania. Shayna Baszler. Because Shayna's going to drop the belt on Wednesday to Rhea Ripley. And then she's going to show up at Royal Rumble and win. Is she going to win the Rumble? Yeah. I thought Ronda Rousey was going to come back at the Rumble. Oh, toy does it must What? <laughs> so, after, the, like, the end of this match happens, <coughs> and they go to the stage area where Roman Reigns and, again, 20 other guys are fist fighting. We were able to make out a few more people, so we made out the OC was involved in this now. The Viking Raiders. The Viking Raiders. Uh, the Street Profits are still in this. Yeah. Shorty G was still there. I'm trying to think of who else I was able to make The out. New Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Revival. Yeah. Dolph. Dolph. And then I couldn't really make out anybody else. Me neither. And, of course, Baron Corbin and Roman Reigns. Right. Uh, Roman, with his Superman strength, rips the barricade off of uh, an upper area. Mm-hmm. Hits Baron Corbin with it. They're fighting... And you're like, oh, he's going to spear him off into the crowd. And he did. He's, Roman Reigns speared Baron Corbin off the cra- like off the stairs area oh, onto did, the yeah. crowd of men that were fighting. And, and they went off the air. And they, yeah, they went off the air. I was like, what is... It doesn't... Why? Why? It doesn't make any sense. It'd be one thing if it was Roman... And let's say Shorty G and Ali brawling with Baron Corbin and his posse. Mm-hmm. Fine. There's still residual still stuff from Survivor Series, whatever. I can believe that. But why did the OC get involved? Why did the Street Poppers get involved? Why did the New Day get involved? And if all these people got involved, why did they get involved during the match with Roman Reigns? I don't understand. I don't get it. None of it makes sense to me. I don't understand. I mean... Well, they're going to explain it on Friday? Or Monday. No, Roman and, and, and what's his face are SmackDown guys. So, again, then it doesn't make any sense. The, the, uh, that's what I'm saying. Uh, wrestling is so weird. Well, WWE. I mean, yeah, wrestling is weird. Yeah, no, I was like, don't say WWE. No, wrestling is weird. WWE is dumb. I was like, because you have a man whose finishing move is the power of his penis. So You also have a guy who's dressed up as a dinosaur who speaks, like, super proper fluent English with a master's degree in history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, you have 60-year-old men. Not only that, but the, the Midnight Express, um, the Rock and Roll Express, excuse me, are the NWA Tag Team Champions. Sounds weird. PCO is the ROH heavyweight champion. Yeah, that's... Well, Ring of Honor doesn't know what they're doing. It's like, hey... <laughs> Ring of Honor doesn't know what they're doing. Hey, old guys. Welcome back to the fold, huh? As soon as you told me that PCO won the championship, I just started laughing. I forgot Final Battle was even on Friday. It was on Friday, yeah. It was Friday and tonight. Yeah. 
And I'm like... I was like, yeah, I don't care. I was like, oh... Maybe it's not what they used to be. Ugh. Even a year ago. We have a lot of news to get into for, for the weekly. Well, before we do that, I mean, we gotta we gotta finish doing what we do. I know. I'm, I'm saying let's close this out so let's, we can get to that weekly. Let's wrap this up. Now, per usual, whenever we do a recap or review episode for a pay per view, we'd like to give our match of the night. So, shades. Can you please give me your match of the night tonight? Um, I, I'll just go with a, a safe bet. Given more time, I think they'll have a better match. I'll go uh, Buddy Murphy and Aleister Black. I typically like to have a different answer, but I'm not going into this time. Mm. Match of the night is definitely Black and Buddy. Okay. No question there, in my opinion. And... Oh, we don't, we don't do our bad seats. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I feel like this is a weekly. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about our our ratings. Whenever we do a recap and review, I'm repeating myself now. <laughs> we have a rating system. We don't do stars. We don't do uh, like one out of ten. We smiley faces. We don't do smiley faces. We don't do hearts. We do topes because it's a wrestling show. Darn it. So we do topes. One out of five. Well, zero out of five. If you have a zero. Your promotion should no longer exist. If you have a five, we're probably watching Dominion 6 9 from last year. So, on a scale of zero to five topes, where you land, Shadas? A two. It's a, a, a solid two. Yeah. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't gr- groundbreaking. I mean, it wasn't Hell in the Cell. <laughs> But it was no Dominion Six Nine. Yeah, I'm. This is gotta be a first. I'm right with you. I I went over to my head a couple times, and they start off strong, and then they poop the bed, and I'm gonna go too. It's like all right, like this the, is what you're doing for the last pay per view of the year. Yeah, of the decade. Of the no decade, less. No, no less. less. Yes. So yeah, I'm gonna go with a, a two. Can't go any higher than two. I thought about one seven five, but I was like, nah, two's fine. So I'll give I'll give it two topes. Well, now that wraps up our recap and review of WWE TLC Tables, Ladders, and Cans of Dog Food 2019 live from the Target Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. As usual, do not forget. Now you've been listening to us on SoundCloud.com. Slash Grapples, Apple Slash Grapples, our number two. two. Apples, if you don't like SoundCloud, we're on Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to hit up our social media pages. That's Facebook.com and Twitter.com. Slash Grapples, Apples. Again, that's Grapples, our number two. two. Apples, we can like, comment, share, subscribe, do whatever you got to do to get us to as many ears and eyes as humanly possible. Please. We will be back next week for our regular weekly episode. But until then... I've been one of your hosts. Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be, that's why I be, because baby, that's who I is. Joined by my hetero life mate. Man of the hour. Man with the power. Too sweet to be sour. Cream of the crop. Rise to the top. Ya boy. Shades. Don't forget to catch us again this week and every other week. Because an apple a day is bad wrestling. Peace. Peace of love.